1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory. At the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Premier League football is back at Molyneux this weekend after the long, long, annoying international break. So it's all about Chelsea at Molyneux, 3 o'clock on a Saturday. What a treat that is, something we haven't been used to of late. But it's all about the Blues and we talk to David Chidgey at the Chelsea Fancast. Seb has a go on Level Up and we ask which qualities of former or current Wolves player would make the greatest ever Wolves player. We're Wolves, are we? Hello and welcome to episode 83 of the 77 Club. Harry, we'll start with the socials. The Wolves 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram, at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter. And as usual, well, it's changed a bit, hasn't it, Sam? It's just iTunes and maybe Spotify now, and obviously where you get it on Android. No SoundCloud anymore, but yeah, please write and subscribe. Yeah. Uh, excellent. So that just saves us at £8 a month um, that we're paying for that. So uh, sorry if you're one of the followers on there. Uh, welcome back, everybody. It's the tail end of the international break. Two wins for England. Obviously, the big talking point was how many minutes Tyrone Mings played for England, um, which was zero. And we're not really jealous about it or in any way like that. But just quickly about England and just how poor I thought they were 
defensively, Harry. And, you know, is there a call maybe for Connor Cody to be even in that England squad? Or do you think he's better off away from it, given the amount of minutes that he does play for Wolves? Um, I think he does deserve it. I don't think he will get picked. Southgate keeps overlooking him. I mean, I turned the game off at 5-1 the other night, but to concede another two against a team that sounded like a kebab shop um, is pretty poor. But <laughs> I don't think he is going to get in there, so... Yeah, <laughs> nah, I don't think he will, but he does deserve it. He's played every single game, hasn't he? And Seb, they've gone and played four at the back now, England, so you'd guess that he probably wouldn't suit that quite as much. No, you wouldn't. Um, I, this, uh, from a selfish point of view, I'm sort of glad that he, he does stay away from it all, to be honest, because of however present he has been for, for Wolves. So, um, although he didn't have his best game against... Uh, Everton last out uh, I, I want a fresh kind of Cody as much as possible so yeah I, I think with that small squad the uh, with, when these international breaks come around um, the least amount of minutes they play it's a weird way of thinking about it but that's the way I do think about it the least they, amount of minutes they play I'm the happier I am really and Jack the whole row about club over country was sort of ignited again um, over this international break and I think you've always been club haven't you did the summer of 2018 change that well the summer of 2018 was brilliant but no not at all for me it's all it's all about wolves and it probably probably always will be really i'll be honest this international break i've watched no football at all not even the england i haven't even seen the england highlights seen in goals i know it was <laughs> five three against kosovo and i don't know who the other game was against Bel- Bel- who was it uh, Bul- bulgaria there you go <laughs> bulgaria <laughs> yeah, or Belarus, bit, yeah. whoever it was. one of them but it just it just is such a disinterest and this international break is always just such a pain bearing in mind it might have come at a good time for wolves personally i think mm. in this stage but it's always the one after just four games into a new season it's always the one that just sort of everyone's a bit you know down about obviously yeah. our season started a lot earlier so it's a bit different this time and obviously we've had a, a patchy start so it might actually do us some good also i turned the radio on on the way home from work today talk sport and all that was happening on there was england fans moaning about england that just won two games so <laughs> if we're if we're shit everyone moans if we're good everyone moans so you can never win unless it's a major tournament but then we get knocked out everyone moans so <laughs> sod England true. stick to club don't get me wrong though I do love the major tournaments every two years but qualifying particularly when you're qualifying now for the Euros and there's bloody God knows how many teams can get there we're pretty much a shoe in to qualify aren't we so all of this is more of a or, or more of a formality you would think and like Harry said we'll do the thing and then we'll qualify and then just have a very disappointing summer but you know let the sun shining and there's carling flowing then everyone will love it for the week the week that we're in <laughs> it's one of those things though isn't it because I mean I obviously highlighted last year's World Cup as absolutely fantastic against the semi-finals but you know we did lose three times which is just incredible when you think you know losing to, to Belgium in the group stage losing to Croatia and then losing to Belgium again so I think yeah. as soon as you come out, up against anyone half decent although having watched the cricket and the abysmal display in the cricket I did put <laughs> on the um, the shootout against Colombia just to make myself wow. feel a bit better and I was even nervous re-watching it I, was a bit, I felt a bit sad really but, but I would do it again that World Cup was great but we managed to get to a semi-final without playing anybody and then yeah, as, soon as, as soon as we played yeah. somebody we were found out it's like a team every year who makes it really far to the quarters or the semis of a cup or something and then they get drawn against Man City and just get destroyed um, 
Yeah, like like Watford in the final. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, just over a recap of of how Wolves players fared over the international break. Um, Ruben Neves played ninety minutes for Portugal. Patricio managed one hundred and eighty across the two games. Jota not a single minute, and uh, Matinho managed five. So that's the Portugal clan. Uh, Jimenez ninety minutes for Mexico. Dendonka ninety minutes for Belgium, and Morgan Gibbs White for the under twenty ones for England. One hundred and four. 40 minutes and over in the Portugal under 21s uh, Vanagre 135 minutes and 45 minutes for Pedro Neto so I guess it's good actually um, for those under 21 players uh, Seb that they're getting some minutes because they're not quite getting as many as you'd probably want them to in the league yeah definitely yeah without, yeah, I'd sort of backtracking on what I said before um, with certain players like your Gibbs Whites and your Nettos and Vinagres I don't mind them getting minutes because um, of, of the way Nuno is with this squad selection although it has been a bit more varied given the Europa League start of the season but but yeah no for Gibbs, for Gibbs White in particular um, really good for him because I think he's I mean to be honest he's had a poor start to the season um, if it mean, if he can if he can find a bit of form playing international and obviously he's gone up a, a level in age terms um, and I know he's come out with some quotes this week with wanting to captain them and wanting to get more starts walls and it's like well he needs to start playing better before he can start thinking about those sort of things so yeah I was quite happy quite happy to see him getting quite a few minutes Harry 90 minutes for Jimenez at least he wasn't playing 180 I suppose but he needs the rest and obviously it is a lot of travelling with South American games yeah that's the worry with Jimenez but he all seems to manage doesn't he I don't know how he hasn't like completely blown out yet to be fair to him and just you going for those lists there it was only Patricio really that played two four games wasn't it so I think that's good as a whole and obviously as we say all the time we just don't want anyone to get injured do we and Jack five minutes for Martino that's about right isn't it he just he needed to break (laughs) last time out against Everton um, yeah quite promising and you think that like like you just said then it's only the goalkeeper who's played the two four games so that's why I'm expecting big things now we know the performances particularly the last two league games you would say leading up until the international break weren't good enough obviously we got the excuse that we had that really big tie against Torino over two legs which we got through which is a positive but now we've had the rest and we've got a little bit a few weeks break before we're back in action in the Europa League You've got to expect us now to come back organs firing and get that response that Nuno usually gets. And it's a good sign that the the players, are hopefully, although they've been away and have travelled lots of miles, that they haven't featured, you know, uh, for over both games in in, the, in some cases. So, yeah, you'd hope that everyone's going to come back reasonably well refreshed and raring to go, really. Perfect. Well, uh, let's turn our attentions to the Premier League, which is the godsend of a 3pm Saturday kickoff. So we've all got a lot of time for that. Uh, it seems like a very long time since we last had one of those. And your away perspective comes from David Chidgy at the Chelsea Fancast. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? And not too bad. The proper football, as we like to call it, is back. Are you looking forward to it? Uh, yeah, I am. I mean, it's, you know, I, I've got to be honest, mate. I find I find this particular international break unbelievably frustrating. Yeah. Um, because of when it comes, you know, you, you get four games into the season for us, the, well, and for you, I mean, I know you're in the Europa League, but I mean, the Champions League draws just come out and you just want to get your teeth into that and then you have to stop. But I think particularly this year, because of course, for us as Chelsea supporters, it's so intriguing with Frank Lampard uh, in the, you know, in the hot seat, uh, the youngsters coming through. So we're all champing at the bit to, to, to just see how this all pans out and how it all develops. 
This is one of those games that I think Wolves fans are probably looking forward to. Managed not to lose to you last season, a win and a draw in there as well. So yeah. we're looking forward to it. And what's the Chelsea mood with the golden black side? Um, well, we it's a good question, actually, because, you know, we just don't know what to expect at the moment. And that that's absolutely for real. And a, and a lot of... A lot of supporters are finding it really quite hard to adjust to that. I mean, we've been so used for the last 15 years easily of turning up and expecting to beat who pretty much everybody we play. Mm. Uh, And, you know, everything is completely different this season. Um, You know, we don't have Hazard, who, of course, you'll remember, got us out of the poo uh, when you played us at Stamford (laughs) Bridge last season by scoring in the 90th minute. We don't have him. Uh, we've got a whole raft of injuries, so in in some senses, we've yet to to see the real Chelsea side, perhaps as we would like to see it. And of course, we've got all these youngsters coming through, and of course, they are wonderfully inconsistent. Youngsters always are. Of course. And then you've got Frank, who's an inexperienced manager. And I mean, there was a lot of talk uh, after the Sheffield United game, which is a game that perhaps we we should have won, but. Uh, you know, we somehow conspired to snatch a draw from the jaws of victory. So, you know, there's so many intangibles and un- unknowns this season. So I-, 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 I hesitate to call this match. I really do. I mean, I know Wolves have had a bit of a dodgy start and are languishing near the bottom. But I think at this stage of the season, t- you know, positions in the table are absolutely irrelevant. It's really about form. Give us a starting eleven then for this one. It's a rare occasion of a Saturday afternoon three o'clock game, which is just uh, unheard of. Hallelujah uh, to that, days. Sam! <laughs> you know, all hail to the three o'clock kickoff. You know, oh, absolutely! Yeah, I know. It's just it does. It's not. It seems like too much to ask these days, isn't it? I mean, I suppose Euro- European campaigns as well shouldn't be uh, poo-pooed. Um, it, well, you're going to be it, Sunday bloody night, aren't you? Yeah, you Sunday bloody season. Sunday. That's exactly yeah, what we exactly. have at the moment. Yeah. So um, just well, I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm a, first of all, I'm a bit gutted not to be going actually because of course you know one of the one of the if you've got a season ticket it's it's you know three o'clock kickoffs of course absolutely what you love and mm-hmm. of course it also means it's not on tv so if you're not going then you have to find nefarious ways to watch it and the other thing is I, i've you know it, i hate this time of year in a way because I, I still haven't got my my head completely back into the routine of football because there's yeah. still other things going on and uh, Wolves Away is, is a trip that I really, really, really haven't done and really want to do. I, I have connections with Wolves in a way that I don't have with any other club because a relative of uh, my mother's uh, played for Wolves. Oh, God blimey. I think he, he was a goalkeeper and he won a medal in the it was in the 20s, I think. Oh, wow. uh, do you know what? Oh, I can't remember his bloody name, but I tell you, I, I Googled it not so long ago, funnily enough, and I found out that he died really young. Of of bad teeth. Bad I mean, teeth. just com- yeah, completely, utterly bonkers and insane. I, I, while we're yabbering away, <laughs> I will I will try and uh, and find out who. who I'd love to know. Like, bad teeth. That that's something that only footballers known for, for maybe dying a little bit younger for for certain things. But I've never heard bad teeth. No, but it I suppose was a hundred years ago. A, you really didn't expect this. I I know that, but yeah, uh, you know, pirate it, it, it's completely completely random. <laughs> Completely random that you didn't expect, but I, I, I mean, that. we'll chunter away, and we'll I chunter promise away. by the end of this interview, I will, <laughs> I will find out what on earth I'm talking about. Anyway, what was the question? Well, Sam? I was oh, going to, I wanted a starting eleven for you, if you could. I, I, is right, it going to yeah, be unchanged from? Well, there um, we go. Well, that, that in itself is going to be interesting because, of course, we're not quite sure who's fit and ready to come back. Mm. Um, you know, one of the one of the joys of the international break, if there are any, was the fact that. 
um, it is hoped that uh, Frank would be able to get N'Golo Kante back fit, having had a decent rest, mm. and that uh, Antonio Rudiger, who's certainly he's played a few kind of you know under twenty three games uh, to try and get himself match fit, he may well be back. So my hope is that Kante and Rudiger will both be fit, uh, yeah. particularly Kante, because of course Kovacic uh, limped out of the uh, the Serb of the Croatia game. Uh, that they played, I think it was last week. So, you know, we'll be really thin in the defensive midfield positions, although, you know, Frank's like, you know, he, he's kind of playing a 4-2-3-1 at the moment or, or or variations on that. But the bottom line is he's been starting Jorginho and Kante or Kovacic in the, in the more kind of uh, defensively midfield positions. So I'm hoping that Kante comes back because Kovacic won't be fit, I suspect. So, Let's say Kante and Jovicic there. In defence, of course, we've we, it looks like we've lost Emerson uh, as our left-back because, of course, he limped out of the Finland-Italy match after eight minutes with a... Well, I don't think he's pulled his hammy, but I think he's tweaked it. So I suspect he'll be a doubt, which I would imagine, much to a lot of Chelsea supporters' chagrin, Alonso will get a start. Oh, I have no problem with... Yeah. No, I've got no problem with Alonso. <laughs> no, 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 we... <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you say that. <laughs> no, I know. He, yeah, he, he's he's one of those, isn't he? It's hot and cold, I think, is probably the, the well, best way to say it. Yes, yes and no. I think I think he's he's a bit like me. You know, it takes, it takes him a while as an old man to warm up. But once he gets going, he's very good. I mean, the thing about, I think about Alonso in a more kind of tactical sense, he, he is much better uh, playing as a wing back, I think, than he is as a left back. He yeah. clearly doesn't have the pace to get up and down the pitch. And, of course, that's where you're licking your lips because you're thinking, yeah, we'll hit him on the break. <laughs> down the right hand side and we'll we'll absolutely rinse them and you could well be right and i think uh, uh, just to kind of go off on a tangent a bit this has been chelsea's fundamental weakness anyway all season is that there's a huge gap between our defense and our attack and if we get caught in possession and we lose the ball up front because of this high press mm-hmm. teams have worked out that you can hit us really quickly on the counter and take advantage of the fact that the midfield and uh, you know and the wingers don't cover back quick enough and that exposes what is quite a vulnerable defence. So having Alonso as a left-back, I, I see your point. It would potentially be a bit of a weakness for us. But having said that, I, I think, you know, on his game, Alonso is a super player and he brings all sorts of things to the table and was one of our best players when we won the league under Conte a couple of seasons ago. So he's no idiot. When we look at the Sheffield United team and, and the way that they're lined up is very similar to the way that Wolves do in those games, three at the back and, and wing backs as well. So it's sort of what would be a 3-5-2. And will will Lampard adapt to that and maybe change it a little bit differently? Because it was obviously a, more of a 4-3-3 against Sheffield United. And obviously, yeah, we're biased, obviously, but um, we'd say that we've got a better side than um, Sheffield United. Well, I, I, yeah, exactly, and of course we'll be away. I mean, I think the, I think the, the curious thing that we were beginning to talk about before the international break came along and and, and ruined everything, um, was, you know, Wolves, of course, uh, historically, uh, you know, last year were very much a counter-attack side and they would defend effectively with five at the back and then just hope to hit you on the break, yeah. which they did very successfully to us, yeah. uh, certainly at home and uh, also when you turned up at Stamford Bridge. Now, the interesting thing, of course, is that Chelsea's game plan at the moment is to press very high and then attack at pace. They like to get on the front foot and they like to get forward quickly. And I love that. We're all, we're all absolutely loving that. 
So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what's going to give. I, th- I think it puts us in more of a vulnerable position because I can see you trying to soak up that press and then hitting us on the break. It is a worry. Going back to your original question about how, if he's going to play 4-3-3 or not, I don't think he can because I think he's basically, you know, if he, he, he likes to play. Jorginho will play. If he's fit, Kante will play. But I, don't, I think that's his only option because mm. Kovacic, which I think he might also have played if he was going to play a three, isn't fit. So I think he'll he will play four two three one. Yeah, and there's a score prediction, Chidgeneck on the line. Uh, well, I have no idea, Sam. I, I genuinely <laughs> don't. I mean, what what I will say is that um, you know, if if Tammy um, Tammy Abraham is is on his game, right? Yeah, uh, like he has been. I mean, he's been re- he's in he's been in cracking form. He's scored he four goals in two games. Yeah. So, you know, at the moment, we're, we're doing quite well at scoring goals. We're just not doing very well at keeping them out the other end. So my, my temptation is to say that uh, that we're, that it'll be a, a high-scoring draw. So maybe a two-all. No, not, yeah, not too bad. And do, we, do we know who this uh, 1920s goal We do. Goal we do. Excel. Oh, very good. Look I, at that. Mate, I'm a professional, <laughs> mate. You yeah. know, I, I'm a man of my word. His name, <laughs> his name was Noel George. Noel George. Noel George. And he played in the cup final for Wolves in 1921, uh, uh, which you lost 1-0 to the bloody awful Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> so how dare you lose to them? <laughs> I but know. Uh, Yeah, so there you go. You lost to them, Noel, yeah. Noel George was the goalkeeper. And I think he was, uh, he was a re- well, you know, through my mother, he, he's, a, he's the only relative I have who, who, who has, you know, played professional football and certainly played on FA Cup final. So I kind of have a soft spot for Wolves. All, all my mother's side of the family came from Staffordshire in the black country. Oh, so right, OK. There's a link yeah. there. And, and how are your teeth, Chidge? Uh, they're all right. They're, they're not good. Aren't they? You've learnt your no, lesson. I've just found it on Wikipedia. Uh, basically, I'll read you this. George started to miss a number of games through injury in the 25. Uh, six twenty six seven seasons, and by November twenty seventh, uh, no, November twenty seventh, he was in the early stages of a terminal illness, and he retired oh. in nineteen twenty eight. He was diagnosed as a disease of the gums, and he died in nineteen twenty nine. His manager at Wolves, Frank Buckley, was convinced that his death was a result of ill fitting dentures, and thus from then on, he ensured oh. any of his players with dentures made regular visits to the dentist. So you know, don't be like Noel George, be like Frank, and go to the dentist regularly. And funnily enough, uh, Sam, I'm actually going to the dentist this Friday. I, yeah, and always have an apple. I find that's eat an apple. Good yeah, um, well, well, if there's anything in this, it's an insight into Chelsea, but also um, how important a very good diet is. Indeed. So uh, absolutely uh, right. We, we thank you for it. Uh, thanks for joining us on the. <laughs> 77 Club and uh, best of bad luck for the weekend Indeed, same to you The away perspective What have our opponents got to say? So there you go, a little bit of a history lesson uh, mixed in with how important it is to brush your teeth (laughs) and uh, When did you last go uh, to the dentist, Harry? About 10 years ago Do you know, I last went in 2012 so it's made me think about What's wrong wrong with you two? 2012 (laughs) and 10 years ago Seb, when did you last go to the dentist? Last year See, Seb's a good boy. What, what is, what is, why? Yeah, I never find. I do a lot of moving around, so I just never gets like I, settled down in one place for very I'll long. Go about every three months. Going, every three months. Yeah, pretty much three or four months. That's yeah. like overdoing it. No, it's not. I have to because obviously, you know. Got, and your teeth are still green. Yeah, that's why. That's why. <laughs> I have to paint them, don't I? <laughs> I never even thought about that, but I mean, yeah, I suppose so. But three months. 
Well, yeah, well, I'll go to uh, like. Did you have braces? I, I did have braces, yeah, that's why I've got one. It's all that gurning. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I have to, because they get strained easily, I have to go to the hygienist who's really every three or four months, yeah. And what's mostly staining your teeth? <laughs> teeth, usually. Tea? Well, I drink about 15 cups of tea a day, don't I? <laughs> oh, okay, we've sidetracked a little bit. Um, but I, I promise Who's I'll, your favourite wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear Right Well I mentioned it there Is that uh, Chelsea actually did Play um, 4-3-3 Against Sheffield United Last time out And um, Sheffield United Played three at the back And Is this is that Something Obviously we touched on it there With, with David Harry is, is that something That's going to play Into our hands Obviously we're at home as well And Chelsea were at Stamford Bridge Last time out With that 2-2 draw yeah, I hope so. And hearing what he said as well with the selection, obviously they've got a few injuries. Hopefully Kante ain't back. But it sounds like their hands are tied to play the four two three one or the four three three as you mentioned. So hopefully it works in our favour. And they're hit and miss, aren't they, Chelsea? Jesus, like mm. I watched them against Norwich. That was a good game, to be fair, the 3-2. Obviously they, they, they slipped up against Sheffield United. I thought Leicester deserved to beat them. So, you know, as he said, they don't, they don't know what's going to happen. Lampard's new, the team's new. So... If we play it right, I think we can beat them. They're shaky at the back, but they have got a threat going forward, especially Tammy Abraham. He's on fire, isn't he? I think he said he's got four in two, is something like that. So we've got to watch out for him. Obviously, it's weird, isn't it, Seb? Because we, we look at last season when Sarri was picking basically the same team week in, week out, and Lampard's obviously doing a little bit differently. How would you approach it in terms of uh, your starting eleven? Obviously, people have had a little bit of a break, some not so much, some been on international duty but haven't played the minutes, like your Jotas and Moutinho's. Yeah, I'd probably go. Um, you know what we what we what we'd expect with regards to our strongest eleven. Obviously, Bolly's going to be missing, um, so there's a question mark there with who's going to come in for him with his suspension. So, I mean, for me, I'd replace. It's hard. It's a tw- tricky one to be fair because Sace has impressed me this season. Uh, this so far this season, um, when he, whenever he's come in, but that's been from a midfield position. So. Your options are either Sace or Vallejo, I think. Um, they are two options to, to fill in that space. So either one of them, I'm not too fussed. And then after that, Matinho has got to come back in for me. Um, and then as you'd expect, really, I, I, I'd put Jota and Jimenez up for me. I think Jota against that Chelsea back line, which is susceptible. I think Jota, could, if he's having a good day, he could cause them all sorts of problems. Um with how hard he works and, and, and tenacious he is so um, <clears throat> but other than that as you'd expect really um, and then I'd probably go with I'd bring Johnny back in after Vinagre's performance yeah. against Everton um, Adama's got to start again for me to be honest at home with the way he, I mean for me he's been our best player so far this season so um, he stays in there for me um, Neves in there as well so yeah that, 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 that it's just that question mark over who, who replaces Bolly really Harry, who would do it for you? I mean, we touched on it sort of last week of, of who it would be. Are you sticking with Sace? Yeah, I'd st- I'd put Sace in for Bolly. He played there in that thrilling game against Leicester four three last year. I remember he's like, he played in the cup there a few times, and he's just more experienced than Vallejo. And he Vallejo's still finding his feet a little bit. He's right footed. I know, but everyone says Bolly's right footed and plays on the left side. But Bolly's an absolute genius. I said before. So, and I just agree with Seb. You've got to start Traore right wing back. Bring Johnny back in because Vinagre did have a stinker, and I don't think Nuno will start him. And you can't really have Traore and Vinagre on the wing backs as we discussed last week because defensively it's a bit shaky because they can't really defend that well. So yeah, 
I think Jota will come back in for Catrone as well and let's hope they're on form and we need a win it's a big game isn't it to get our first win in the Prem Jack is it a clean sweep of Saces I don't know it's a difficult one because arguably you could say that Sace has done quite well and should have a stake to keep in his place in midfield however I do although Sace has done well I do think that when he plays in midfield we're just not as fluid a team I, I think mm. coming back from this game we have to go back to our, our strongest possible team on paper which obviously Bolly's thing was just stupid the other week I, I don't know you spoke I heard you talk about it last week but it was such a moronic thing to yeah. do to get banned for that for, for when the game's lost when there's 15 seconds left it's just stupid mm. and actually touching on it didn't he get called up for the Ivory Coast then not go talk, talking about international yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened there mm. but yeah, he was on holiday with his family wasn't he he, that, he just didn't, didn't go and went on Day instead, I so think. does that mean he's going to play for him next time or is it just a I don't know strange one isn't it? anyway but regardless of that so um, yeah I think he probably would bring in Sace because he's got more experience playing playing there and yeah I agree with Seb's uh, other team selections bring back in Johnny because playing with the two attacking wing backs our defending was terrible even though you know it wasn't mainly their fault much of the defending maybe uh uh, obviously, the first goal was a breakdown with the experienced guys, but and go for it up front, yeah, with Yotta and Jimenez, because I'm hoping they're both going to be fresh. Maybe not Jimenez. Catrone did all right, I thought, against Everton. Yeah, he was yeah. very unlucky not to score. So that's yeah. another option we can bring on, maybe a bit earlier than Nuno would normally like if it's not working with, uh, with you know, 30 minutes to go really, rather than 20 or 15 or something. But I can't wait for him to get his first goal, Catrone, because <laughs> I think once he gets one, it'll 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 do him the world of good. And we can sing that song I've, for ages. I've only- <laughs> that song out my head <laughs> from Turin I, I know this is a difficult game and we've been patchy lately but I fancy us on Saturday I really do we always get a response Chelsea playing Chelsea is not like playing Chelsea we was in previous years exactly. this is like this is the equivalent to playing Leicester or Everton at home now I think playing Chelsea it's just like the same sort of calibre particularly this season the only thing I say on that is that with the way Chelsea have been this year and going comparing it to last season is that it's almost I feel it's almost like it's expectant that we should do well on Saturday like because yeah. it's Ch- and, and that's that last season it was the opposite it's like oh we're playing against Chelsea we'll probably lose tonight and that's why we did so well whereas with the way that Chelsea have started and with um, the way that we how well we did last season it's almost expected from Wolves to to do well on Saturday and that's the only thing which is such a backward yeah, way of thinking about it as well you know yeah. as well if we don't get a good performance or like and lose yep. it's going to be meltdown yep. it's going to be meltdown on social yep. media so it's me only worry yeah. um, even if it's after like 25 minutes we're not playing very well because we always start bad don't we this season mm. it takes us like up to half time just to get into the game sometimes so if we start off bad people get restless the thing is though it's also just feeding the bloody headlines and the papers isn't it because it's just the what everyone was predicting would happen we've had a slow start in the Premier League because of our Europa League commitments and it's just it's a lazy it's lazy really because we've had three albeit they were all draws but we got we were unbeaten in the first three games and got three points and we could have you know if we'd come away with seven points from those three games it wouldn't have been a thing if you think back to the Leicester mm. off, um, yeah. VAR debacle yeah, and yeah. these sort of things so I think it's it is kind of a false league position at the moment and Leicester was you know we'd have got a point from that game if our defending wasn't terrible and and, and you look at it it was 3-2 in the end somehow we managed to score twice and if we hadn't given them a goal head start we might have been able to scrape something from you know the jaws of death there but we do need a result at some point otherwise the pressure's going to keep building and like I say the, the headlines are going to be right themselves of Wolves Europa League commitments are affecting their league performances and 
teams will just start laughing at us. Villa will love it, won't they? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, this starts a run of games again. And, you know, they are coming thick and fast. So, you know, it's Chelsea on uh, Saturday and then the Thursday. It's that first group stage game against Braga. And it's Palace on the Sunday. Then you've got Reading in the third round of the League Cup. And that's on the Wednesday. And, you know, then Watford at home and Besiktas. And, you know, they, they come thick and fast, don't they? Do you think anything apart from a loss it is a real bonus for this Harry I know, I know that you fancy the win but when you look at the, the bigger picture is it, does it here start with a not losing situation yeah I would take a draw and then obviously go and look to beat Palace but I don't know it's, it's a big game isn't it it is a big game just because of the loss at Everton and obviously we haven't won yet but I'm still not, even if we don't beat Chelsea and go and draw uh, at Palace I still won't panic I think we'll, we'll turn it around as we've mentioned in the Europa League so it was a decent start when you look at it on paper obviously you probably expect to beat Burnley at home but we were terrible that day a draw against Leicester and Man United were brilliant all the four teams we've played in the league so far bar Burnley are all top top half teams pushing for the top eight so it's a tough start and with the Europa League campaign in there we've done well people have just got to trust in Nuno he always whenever you think it's going to be a bit of doom and gloom he always seems to work his little bit of magic and we do turn it around let's just hope it does happen and even though he's not doom and gloom at the moment so he works his magic and we get a couple of good results in the next two games Seb score prediction I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw Jack 3-1 victory <laughs> Harry <laughs> um, 4-3 victory <laughs> I think 3-1 for what it's worth. Let's move on then to your latest betting odds and ticket news. Hi, I'm Kelly, Chris Kamara. You're listening to the 77 Club and it's unbelievable, Jeff. Without Bailey's here this week, I'll take over the betting odds. If you want some other specials, go over to Fans Bet Our Partners. But the ones I've got here today, Wolves are actually 2-1 to one to win against Chelsea Saturday, which is a... Uh, you know, I think with the underdogs, yeah, Chelsea are eleven to eight to beat us. It's a nightmare game for a bookie, bookie to price up. I'll be mm. honest with you. Yeah, yeah. particularly eleven to five. Sorry, eleven to five for the draw. A couple of scores. A comfortable two 0 Wolves win is sixteen to one. Uh, was it Jack who said three two? Three one, I said, mate. Got three one. Three one's twenty five to one. Uh, my four threes one hundred and fifty to one. If you want to back that, um, three three twos thirty three to one. Chelsea to win one 0 seventeen to two. Twelve to one two 0 a nil-nil draws nine to one. So yeah, they've got Chelsea as a slight favourite, unfortunately. So us being the underdogs probably suits us though. Excellent, uh, Jack. Got your ticket news? Yeah, it's quite a bit to go through. We haven't had a proper update of me in a while because I've not been on for a few weeks. But uh, so the Chelsea game. You've been doing your teeth, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I've been brushing my teeth. <laughs> um, <laughs> Badly. <laughs> so Chelsea game on Saturday is sold out. Now the Reading game, the League Cup game, the midweek game that. Um, went on general sale today and online it's sold out but I think they said there will be um, more tickets released for that on this coming Saturday so I don't know if they didn't open all the ground originally but you know I, I was looking at that game and I thought that might you know not not mm-hmm. shift that many tickets but I think people are just that desperate to go and see they don't care go and see Wolves they don't care which competition it is lately because there's been such high demand for tickets so that, it looks like it's going to be a big crowd even for a you know round three League Cup game against Reading which you'd think is probably our least desirable Madness. game so far this season by some distance but it's good to have a full ball on you whatever happens um, the Palace away game is sold out also now looking ahead to the Europa League home games the deadline for buying the package of three three tickets for the 
the Braga, Besiktas and Bratislava games. That is uh, The deadline for that is actually today and we're recording this on Wednesday. So um, you need to get your skates on depending on when this, when this is released if you want to take advantage of that. Three games for £55 to £60 depending on where you sit, which is a bargain really. After that, the Braga tickets will go on sale to members, I do believe. Um, and also, actually, while we're on the Europa League games, apparently the Besiktas away game ticket information should be released at some point this week, was I hoping for anyone wishing to make that journey there, which I am hoping to do. Um, the Man City away game on the 6th of October, the allocation for that was released this week and is 3,010. Uh, allocation is 3,010 seats on sale to gold and silver away season ticket holders at the moment and on sale on the points starting with 1,220 as of Saturday and looking a bit further ahead as well the Watford home league game uh, went on sale to members with at least 50 points as of today and I believe that is pretty much sold out so unsurprisingly demand is very very high perfect that's your latest betting odds and ticket news we'll move on now to the perfect Wolves player. Hi, I'm Steve Ball, and you're listening to the 77 Club. So, actually, something I saw in the Birmingham Mail of all places. Uh, good Wolves coverage from the guys there. And what combo would make the perfect Wolves player? And I did give you a little bit of a heads up, but not a massive one, uh, that we were doing this. So you've got the, the brain of a player, uh, the head of the player, uh, heart, strength, speed, right foot, left foot. Uh, we may as well just go in order and we'll start with the footballing brain. Who has the best footballing brain? I'll start with you, Harry. I think I know who you're going to say. Bonatini. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your fault? <laughs> no, uh, are, we talking just, are we talking just wolves or ever? Uh, well, just yeah, so wolves. I was going to ask this. Is it ex- ex-wolves players, yeah? Yeah, yeah. and yeah, Wol- current and ever. former. Uh, okay. Footballing brain. Do you know what? I'm going to go for Martinho. I thought, I yeah. thought Martinho is the, is the go-to answer there. Yeah, I think it's a, got to be. Can't not agree with that. Are we all agree, we're all in agreement yeah. that Martinho is for footballing brain. Uh, okay, and who's got the best head? Neil Collins, Ooh. man. <laughs> now, he was the original Scottish oh. slapper. Doncaster away. Yeah. Doncaster away. Yeah, Big Neil. Uh, I mean, I, I, Stephen Fletcher, I thought, was great. Yeah, he great was. Editor. He, he yeah, was he very was, good yeah. in the air, Fletcher was. That's a good point. We're probably going to get screamed at by some, like, Wolves stars about past yeah, players yeah. that Dan's we've dad. got the best, yeah. best but, header yeah, of the ball yeah. ever. Um he had the best team. Obviously, Bully was a good. Uh, Bully was good to be dead, wasn't he? Obviously. Or yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think. It's probably, uh, to be fair, the amount of important goals, even though they were they weren't great campaigns usually. But obviously, the first few Mick McCarthy seasons, well, the only Mick McCarthy seasons in the Premier League, Jody Craddock, you know, scored. yeah, he was yeah. Gary Breen, yeah. Gary Breen. Gary Breen. Uh, <laughs> Gary Breen. How, is it, how are we actually saying Gary Breen? Cole Court. <laughs> this is just going to degenerate into Who's a taller? Keep it serious. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, for me, I'm going to say Fletcher. I'm going to stick with Fletcher. I don't know how everyone else feels. It depends how you look Harry. at it. Like, is it finishing or just like defenders heading away? Yeah. Defenders heading away. Neil Collins never missed it. He never used his feet. <laughs> get down on the hands and knees. Oh yeah. As soon as someone put it on the floor against Lee, Neil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, yeah he, he was probably the worst for giving away penalties. I think probably you've got to give a shout out to Stearman. 
Did, uh, yeah, did yeah. he not head the ball in his own yeah. net against Red, away at Reading, Neil Collins? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, he was he was essentially very shit. <laughs> so, I mean, he gave away so many penalties uh, from memory. Uh, let's move on to Hart, who had the best Wolves heart. I know Seb's going to say. Do you? Paul Ince. Oh, Paul yeah, he was, he was the first person who came to my head, to be fair, was Ince. So, yeah. <laughs> I think Dave Edwards. He had a lot of heart. Kevin Muscat. Oof, gee, he's he had a nasty heart. <laughs> he just yeah, had a Grinch heart. Screw loose. <laughs> um, uh, oh, Ince is yeah, one for me. Ince. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably it. Uh, Keo, do you mean like heart as in like passion or like work rate? Passion. 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 You could say Kite as well. Passion, yeah. Uh, Kite yeah. Uh, passionate. Danny Bart. Yeah, he was quite passionate. Yeah. yeah. So my dad he was. Saying. Yeah, Bart was very passionate. Yeah. Yeah. I can't yeah I think Ince is a good shout because he, he was just like blood sweat I'm just trying to think of who can you think of who used to like turn to the crowd and get them going and things well, like that's that that's what I'm like, thinking of yeah well Cody now isn't it I think yeah Cody's, yeah, Cody, Cody's got a great shout yeah I think Dave Edwards had a lot of heart you know that's he would work right on the shout actually I like that I think, I, I think I'd think i dangerous that, actually. yeah yeah dangerous. I'm thinking of work right but Let's have a look at strength. Who sticks out for strength? There's someone that I think. Ella Kobe. Yeah, it's only one man. <laughs> e Banks play. Ella Kobe. It's got to be Big George. It's got to be Ella Kobe, isn't it? Yeah, McCarthy stunt double. Right, um, right, cock. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, moving on to speed. Oh, take oh. just on strength, Sam. I remember yeah. uh, this is just the story just popped to my head. So I remember back in the day when we was a young nipper and we used to hang around outside the uh, Billy Wright stand trying to get photos of the player. Remember Ganea? Ganea. I had a picture of him yeah. and he shook my hand right, and he, he actually I think it's still damaged to this day. He was strong. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your arms, mate. <laughs> it was that game when he jumped in the crowd and got sent off after he scored. Oh yeah, DL. That's a while ago. But yeah, we'll stick with Ella Kobe. Years ago, <laughs> uh, yeah. We're on pace, aren't we? It's got to be Traore. It has to be, yeah. yeah. It has to be Traore. Yeah. Jarvis was quick. Jarvis or Traore. Yeah, yeah, Jarvis it's one was of them quick, too. but he weren't Traore. Traore's... Nah, yeah, Traore. Traore. I can't believe we haven't mentioned Traore for strength. Yeah. yeah I suppose, yeah. To be fair. Yeah, but Ella um, Kobe would chin him, wouldn't he? Best right foot. Bully. You got to say C, Yeah, yeah. Darren Anderton. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we had a quality England midfield about 15 years too late. Anderson and Ince in there. How about Neves? He's got a it's one, like an advert for Sarge. I've just thought of an absolute shout for best right foot. Go on. Dennis Irwin. Oh, yeah, he had a good cross. Yeah. Nah, it's got to be Neves. It's got to be Neves. Screaming at the race. Oh, Neves, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think. Right he, foot. Yeah. Who, we vote, who are you voting for then? Who are you going with? For right foot. I, I, I just haven't seen anything better. You know, that Derby County goal, the one yeah, against Man United, the one against Everton. Like, of our era, it's, it's, ne- it's, it's Neves, yeah. It's a long list, isn't it? Yeah. Um, left foot, I'm going to go Mark in Kennedy. straight away with... with <laughs> oh, yeah. Mark Kennedy. Is <laughs> but yeah. Milias. Oh, yeah. Left Great foot, shout, yeah. that I, is... Um, yeah, but... I think, Mark Kennedy's goal in the playoff final with his left foot. I know, foot. it's absolutely... Oh, that that Milias screamer against Bolton. Oh, I've just thought of an absolute yeah. shout for what left foot. Sacco. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolute no, shit blaster, wasn't he? Yeah, but he was great in fucking League One. 
No, I love Sacco. <laughs> don't don't be nasty about Sacco. I like oh, he went to the Albion, didn't he? But <laughs> yeah. do you remember that player? <laughs> Michael McIndoe. Like, his name, he played about one game from us from Ecuador in the Prem called Castro. Oh, Castillo. 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 Castillo, yeah, that was, was it. Oh, did he, he have left foot? foot? He had a Thunderbolt. I can't remember. He literally played about a game and a half and then Fucking went Another, um, <laughs> another what they call it, space bar anchor man. Uh, just whatever you call it, side note. Lee Naylor. <laughs> yep. Lee, oh, Lee God, Naylor. Yeah. Every cross was in the Every stand. cross went in the South <laughs> yeah, Bank. Yeah. That goal against Reading, though. Playoff semi final. Uh, great yeah. goal at Molyneux. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Who are we going to have there? Mark Kennedy. Yeah, move on. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, okay. So that's that That would make the, uh, the complete. So we've Wolves done that. And we haven't put Steve Bull in. We're good, we aren't we? <laughs> that's <laughs> terrible, isn't it? <laughs> Steve Ball can be heading. We're switching for Fletcher just to keep everyone happy. There you go. Yeah, excellent. Uh, right, okay. Um, well, that pretty much sums thing up. Um, for the normal bit of the podcast um, so we'll say goodbye to Harry Mantle see you in a bit we'll say goodbye to Jack bye and Seb is coming into the land of level up you obviously listened to the guys um, and who've been on the podcast so far and it's actually the regulars that are leading with four each what do you think your chances are well I'm pretty sure I've got the rules now down after listening for a few weeks. I know that a few of the yeah, lads have struggled yeah. with that. So um, <laughs> I'm fairly confident just on the basis of I understand how to play the game. <laughs> yeah, it's using the passes at the right time rather yeah, exactly. than taking the gamble. It's, it seems to be shit or bust with the other lot. So yeah. um, <laughs> uh, if you're ready to play, let's play Level Up. Let's play Level Up. Where did Wolves sign Andy Keogh from? That would be... Scunthorpe Level 1 Up he goes to level 1 Good start Seb 1 on the board How many players are there on each side in Gaelic football Is it A 11 B 13 or C 15 Thought I'd give you a multiple choice there I'm passing (laughs) It's going to pass Good shout There's 15 there You absolute pussy passing on a multiple choice (laughs) Still on level 1 Number 3 what was the name of the Wolves fanzine which ran from 1989 to 2012? A load of ball. Level two. Up he goes to level two. Load of ball. Very good, Seb. Which sport do the New Orleans Saints participate in? Um, I'm going to pass. With a pass, it is American football. Ah, oh, that's what I thought it was. Ah, that's what he thought it was. Plotted it. Never mind. Fifth <sighs> question. Wolves have three honorary vice presidents. Can you name <laughs> one of them? Yes, I can. Robert Plant. Level three. Up he goes, level three. That is good. Just for shits and giggles, could you name the other two? Steve Ball. That is one of them. And the third... Oh. The third is a struggle. Yeah, misery. Uh, Ron Flowers. Would, ah, uh, so, one. Yeah, well, any, any one of those got your points. And so level three he is. How many times has Novak Djokovic won Wimbledon? Oh, God, that's hard. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm going to pass... Myself. Gonna pass, always passing again. It's five times. Oh, I it was more. Who is Wolves' all-time leading goal scorer in the Premier League? 
Raul Jimenez. Level two. Oh, he's gone down to level two. Hey. Seb, Stephen Fletcher has 22 Premier League goals. Oh, I was thinking of his record oh, last season when dear. I won one year. Oh, no. I've had a nightmare. Oh, first round. Right, here we go. You can still get to the top of the leaderboard, but you're going to need three <sighs> correct answers, God Seb. God's sake. Okay. Who won the WBC heavyweight title in 1995 after <laughs> defeating Oliver McCall at Wembley Stadium? Lennox Lewis. Level one. Oh, he's down to level one. Oh, oh not me, Nori. It's Frank Bruno, Seb. <laughs> I should have known that. <laughs> it? Two questions left to save your blushes. You could be down there with Finn at this rate. <laughs> Who did Wolves lose to in the 1972 UEFA Cup final? Tottenham Hotspur. Level two. Up he goes to level two. Thank God for that. Now, you've got a cricket question, Seb. <sighs> Fantastic. Save your blushes. Here we go. Who won the 2009 Ashes series? England. Level three. It is England that he goes to yes. level three. It was a 50-50. And Seb, are you happy with three? Where's that put me? Uh, that puts you in sort of like joint second place. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm disappointed take it. with a few of those. It started really well. You, you yeah. passed on the ones that you didn't know, um, but obviously you didn't take the gamble. Should have gone with New Orleans, New Orleans Saints. I, know, I guess that right, but anyway. And uh, you'll be kicking yourself about Stephen Fletcher for weeks Massively. to come, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Seb, thank you for doing the podcast. You're welcome. And uh, we will catch up with you next week. Cheers, thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.